0: In the middle of the night, when you walk outside and you look up at the stars, it puts in you a sense of awe and wonder. Now listen, this is important. Don't miss this first line. This awe and wonder is very important for you to get. Now... It makes sense that when you go out in the middle of the night, you look up at the stars and it puts in you a sense of awe and wonder, and here's why. Do you know what you're doing when you're looking up at the stars in the middle of the night? You are looking at the object that is furthest possible away for your eyes to be able to see. You can't see those. Now, now here's the thing. The furthest possible object, stars. Now, do you know it has to be night? Night for you to be able to see these stars. You have to be in the darkness to be able to see the things that are furthest away. In fact, the deeper and thicker the darkness, the greater you are able to see these stars. Do you wanna come up and preach with me? She does. Gus, you could just bring her up if you want. So, In one sense, in the dark, you have the worst sight. But in another sense, in the darkness, you can see things that you couldn't see if it was light. You can actually start seeing the things that are furthest away. And you see, there it is. Tonight, on Christmas Eve, if you want to find God, tonight... On Christmas Eve, if you want to find God, if you want to rediscover God, or if you just want to be with him in a way that you have not been in a while, well you have to look for him in the darkness. And it's actually, this is usually when God meets people the most. Not when they're at their best, but when they're at their worst. When they're hopeless, when life seems to be in despair and all hope is lost, that is when God shows up and begins to shine brightly. And it's here that the wise men today, because they are in the night and in the darkness, find themselves at the very house of God. So let me read to you Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you found him, bring me word so that I too may come and worship him. Only he didn't want to worship him; he wanted to kill him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now these wise men find themselves in the very house of God. But how did they get there? How did they start following this star? What led them to follow this star? Well, it's a beautiful story. Over 600 years ago, from where this story is being told, 600 years ago, these men, who are called wise men, but are also called magi, and that's their right title, they had a messenger come. A messenger unlike any other they had experienced any other that they had seen, telling them things that they had never heard of before. See, these guys were not kings like you see on Christmas cards, but they were Persian priests. And these magi, these Persian priests, had a very important job, and their job was to find and appoint whoever was to be the king of Persia. And they had an incredibly important job. And not only that, they would train the king in the way of the magi. And so these were magicians. But not magicians the way we think of. The kind of magicians that you would call very wise because they're knowledgeable in all things. So they were philosophers. They were doctors. They were spiritual advisors. And they studied the stars. And they had a religion. And... Their religion has some traits that are very similar to Judaism and Christianity. There's even scholars that will say that actually Judaism and Christianity got their start or their cues of what religion is about from these magi or this ancient religion. But that is not the case. How do I know that? Because 600 years earlier, this messenger came. You know what his name was. You don't. His name was Daniel. Daniel, the prophet from the Old Testament. And through a series of very unfortunate events, Daniel finds himself in Babylon. And because of his wisdom, God appoints him as the leader over these magi. Everybody wants to come up and preach today. So so here's the thing, Daniel is appointed their leader and he would have taught them all about the one who would come to save the world and bring joy and peace, the one that all the world has been searching for, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Daniel would have told them all about this one who is to come, this child. And that is why they're out looking for him. That's why they're on this journey and that's why they are traveling 40 days to come to be with him. Now, they needed a messenger to tell them, though, first. Now, some of you are here today because of a messenger. Somebody invited you. Don't miss what God might be doing. By a messenger, the Magi were able to find the King of Kings. And that might be you today. And maybe you've been with us since the beginning, almost four years now. Don't think that is by accident. It was by a messenger that God brought you here into this church. But along with a messenger, what we find is that nature has been whispering rumors of this child who is to be born. So this star that led them to the child that would save the world... During this time, we know this from historical documentation that the sky was very active in this time. About 11 and 12, BC, around between 12 and 11 BC, there was Halley's Comet. Now that was probably a little bit too early for this to have happened. But there was also a planetary conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn, which has actually just happened a few days ago. That's why everybody's making such a big deal about it. And that could be the very star that led them to The house of God. There was also Chinese astronomers noted that around this time there was a supernova, which is basically an explosion of a star, and it it shined brightly in the sky and it lasted for seven days. So that could have been what was going on. But either way, here is the point God has been whispering through nature of this child to be born. We see this in a seed. A seed drops to the ground, it's buried, and it dies in the earth. Yet, then it comes alive. It bursts forth. Life bursts forth up out of the ground and rises into this tree. Water, just like the child is to come. Now water comes down from the heavens, waters the earth, and all that is dead under the earth rises and comes alive. The hints are everywhere. You just have to look for it. And that is what God does, by the way. He comes and he meets you where you are. To those who studied the stars, he revealed himself through the stars. To those who are fishermen, he revealed himself through fish. And so, how's he revealing himself to you? But nature is not enough. They saw this star and it led them on this 40 day journey to come and find this child king. But the star, once they got to Jerusalem, was gone. And so what did they do? Well, they marched right up into the throne room of the king of the Jews, Herod, who was appointed by the Romans. In other words, he was a false king, a fake king. And they marched right up into his throne room. And these magi said, where is the real king? Now, this was a dangerous move on their part because Herod was a dangerous man, had been killing people over and over year after year. But they march without fear right into his throne room and say, where's the real king? And so this gets his attention. Herod wants to kill this child, but he pretends like he doesn't, and he goes and finds the biblical scholars, the Bible scholars, and he says, come here, tell us where this king of kings is supposed to be born that Daniel talked about and all the Old Testament talked about. And they say, in Bethlehem. Now, nature will only whisper into your soul. It will hint at something more, but it takes Scripture to bring you into the house of God. See, they started this journey through Scripture with Daniel, and then through the stars they're led to Jerusalem. But then they find Scripture again, and then they find a star again. So it's like there's this dance that's happening between God's Word and the world around us with nature, leading us to this child, this dance between the Bible, God's Word, and nature leading us to Him. But there's something that's needed more if you want to meet with God. The darkness. And it's just the way that it is. It's the way that we are. For whatever reason, when we are at our worst, when we are in the darkness, when we are at despair, that is when we are most searching for our God. That's where we see our need for Him. So, life is hard, and the Bible is very clear about that. This world is not your home, we are far away from God. And sometimes the darkness is so thick that we can't even see our hands before us. The suffering that we're going through, the pain, the loss, the heartbreak is so intense that we cannot see anything before us. We feel like we're losing who we are and we are lost in this darkness. But it's then when all hope seems to be lost that we see a glimmer of a light shine in the distance. And it's then that God makes himself known, even though he is far off. And that would make sense. Love is most seen around hate. Hope is most seen in the midst of despair. And faith is best seen in the midst of doubt. And light is best seen in the darkness. There's something about struggle that makes us long for God. There's something about the darkness that allows us to see a light that is far off. And God is just like the stars in a way. He's far off, but his light shines and he sends forth his son into the world to come and be with us, the light of the world. And so he's come. Jesus is the star of heaven who has ripped open the heavens to come down and be with us and then enter into the darkness with us to pull us up out of it. Even going into the dark reaches of death On the cross. In order to pull us up out of it. He turns darkness inside out. There's going to come a day. When this darkness is gone. When God has completely turned it all inside out when it's overwhelmed, when darkness is thrown into the deepest dungeon, locked up forever. But until that day, we have Christmas, and Christmas is a reminder that we have something to hope in. And that's what Christmas is about. It's about your hope. It's about despite everything, there is something to hope in. Let me pray for us Then we're going to sing three more songs. I just want to ask you to sing with hope. Like to sing maybe a little bit louder than you normally would, to let hope stir up in you. All right? All right, let's stand up and I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for the truth that you have entered into the darkness to save us from it, that you have turned darkness inside out, that you have ripped a hole in the heavens and come for us, and that you have thrown darkness into the pit, never to be seen again. Until that day happens, help us to hope. God, we need that hope, and we need you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.